Good evening. My name is Van Taylor, and I am the CEO of Protege Podcast, an international podcast that shares the gospel across the globe by storytelling, one story at a time. Today, we're going to start a new series entitled Operating in the Spiritual Realms. Operating in the Spiritual Realms. And we're going to start with the realm of the spirit. Introduction, the realm of the spirit. The realm of the spirit, Hebrews 12, 18 through 24. Location, location, location. Most of you have heard this key real estate phrase many times. Location matters spiritually for us as believers because we need to be operating in the heavenly realm of the spirit rather than the earthly realm of our flesh. We can claim and exercise our spiritual authority only to the extent that we are operating in the realm of the spirit. In Hebrews 12, we see the contrast between these two environments. Mount Zion represents the heavenly realm. It stands for the time when God worked through the Mosaic covenant and the people of God lived under the law. Mount Zion represents the heavenly realm. It stands for the time we are living in now where God works through the new covenant in Christ in which the people of God live under grace. If we do not realize that we are living in the new covenant of grace, then we will not connect with the Holy Spirit and be able to walk in the power of God. Living and operating in the realm of the Spirit allows us to connect with God's worship, God's government, and God's provision. First, the realm of the Spirit is a place characterized by people who devoutly praise God. Second, it is the place where God rules. In His courtroom, we as believers have been given the right to plead our case, exercise spiritual authority, and then take back what the enemy has stolen. Third, Zion is where we experience God's provision because he gives us rest so that we can stop trying to make things happen using our own power and instead allow God to work sovereignly in his power. When you are operating in the realm of the spirit, you have a new spiritual location, a new spiritual community, and a new spiritual representative. In your new location, you are worshiping God alongside his people in his heavenly city. Jesus is your mediator and arbitrator in God's courtroom, so you are not fighting for your case Jesus is. With all these benefits to be enjoyed, why do we so often feel weak, tired, beaten down, discouraged, and hopeless? If we feel this way, then we are not connecting with the Spirit or relying on God to do the work. Prioritizing 
operating in the realm of the spirit. Position yourself in the right location and operate in the power of the Holy Spirit instead of your own. Then you will begin to see the effects of your spiritual authority as you learn to exercise it properly. What evidence is there of a spiritual realm? The Bible teaches the existence of an immaterial spiritual reality unseen by human eyes. The physical reality is evident for all to see. Although some doubt the existence of a material universe too. The Bible says that the spiritual realm consists of both good, God and the holy angels, and evil, the devil and his demons. Demons are most likely fallen angels who rebelled against God and were thrown out of heaven. Uh, a reference would be Ezekiel 28, 11 through 17, Isaiah 14, 12 through 15, and Revelations 12, 7 through 9. The Bible also teaches that humans were created by God in his image, which means we have a spiritual component. Genesis 1.27 We are more than physical entities. We possess a soul slash spirit destined for eternity. Even though the spiritual realm is invisible to the physical eye, we are connected to it. And what goes on in the spiritual realm directly affects our spiritual world. In our culture, the most commonly accepted form of evidence for proving the existence of something is empirical evidence, which involves using the scientific method of observation and experimentation. Is there empirical evidence for a spiritual realm? It doesn't take much research before one realizes there is evidence both for and against the existence of a spiritual realm. It comes down to which studies one wants to believe. The best testimonial evidence for a spiritual realm is the Bible itself. Historians, both Christian and non-Christian, agree that the historical authenticity of the Bible is strong. Jesus claimed to be God's son, the one who came down from heaven, he made it quite clear. You are from below. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. John 8, 23. The Bible recounts numerous encounters that people had with the spiritual realm. Jesus cast demons out of people regularly, healed the sick by speaking to them, miraculously fed thousands of people, and spoke with people who should be dead. Moses and Elijah, Matthew 17, 1-3. These are all indicators that the spiritual realm is real. What is the realm of the spirit from Romans 8, 9? In Romans 8, 9,
Paul says that a mark of believers is that they live in the realm of the spirit. Here's a look at the content of this statement. We're going to break down Romans chapter 8 verses 1 through 9. In Romans 8, 1, the apostle declares, There is therefore no, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. This verse establishes the central theme of the 8th chapter, namely the assurance of salvation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Believers are free from the condemnation of sin because they have been united with Christ through faith. Romans 8.2 explains why there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The law of the spirit of life has set believers free from the law of sin and death. In other words, the Holy Spirit empowers believers to obey God's moral law rather than being enslaved to the power of sin and death. Romans 8.3 explains that the law of Moses, which was given to Israel, was powerless to save people from sin because of human frailty. However, God sent his own son to become a human being and offer himself as a sacrifice for sin. Reference John 10, 18. In doing so, God condemned sin in the flesh and freed believers from the power of sin. Romans 8, 4 explains that Jesus offered himself as a sacrifice for sin to fulfill the requirements of the law, the requirements being perfect obedience to God. Reference 517, Matthews 517. Those who have been saved by grace through faith in Christ, reference Ephesians 2.89, are empowered to walk according to the Spirit and fulfill the requirements of the law through the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.5 contrasts those who live according to the flesh and those who live according to the Spirit. Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on sinful things, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on heavenly things. Romans 8.6 distinguishes between a mind set on the flesh, which leads to death, and a mind set on the Spirit, which leads to life and peace. Believers are urged to set their minds on the things of the Spirit and have life and peace. Another reference, Colossians 3, 1 through 4. Romans 8, 7 explains that a mind set on the flesh is hostile towards God and cannot obey his law. This is because the flesh is corrupted by sin and is unable to please God, reference James 4, 4. Romans 8, 8 bluntly states that those who are in the flesh cannot please God. In other words, those who live according to their own sinful desires and not according to the Spirit are unable to please God. It is only through faith in Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit that believers can please God. 
references Colossians 1.10 and 1 John 3.22. Romans 8.9 contrasts the realm of the flesh with the realm of the spirit. The NIV translation uses the word realm to describe two different spheres, the sphere of the flesh and the sphere of the spirit. A realm is where a person operates, whether it is the area influenced by the flesh or the area influenced by the spirit. If a person has the spirit of God within, then he is living in the realm of the spirit which is the domain of the Holy Spirit. But if a person does not have the Spirit of God, then he remains in the realm of the flesh and does not belong to God. The New Living Translation of Romans 8-9 associates the realm of the Spirit with living under the Spirit's control. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those which do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. Romans 8 reminds us that salvation is primarily a work of God in us. It is the Holy Spirit who indwells and sanctifies us to be more like Christ. We cannot do it on our own. We must allow ourselves to be controlled by the sway, power, and influence of the Holy Spirit. Introduction, the realm of the spirit, part two. We get a glimpse into the spiritual realm through scripture. We live in a physical realm. In our physical world, we experience it with our senses. We see things, touch things, and hear, taste, and smell things. Through our senses, we experience our physical reality. However, there's also a spiritual aspect of our existence which embraces the spiritual realm. Though we can't tangibly experience this spiritual reality with our senses, that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Through the Bible, we get a peek into the spiritual realm and can get an awareness of what that implies. Here are some aspects of the spiritual realm that the Bible reveals to us. Three characteristics of God. Through the Bible, we can discover three critical characteristics of God. First, he is omnipotent which means he's all-powerful, almighty. Next, we see that God is omnipresent. This means God is present in all places at the same time. He is everywhere, all the time. Third, we see God is omniscient, which means all-knowing. God knows all things, everything. These words all start with omni. Omni means all. God is all-powerful all-present, and all-knowing. I like to say that he's omni-God. That is, he is all, all we need. He is everything. Three and one God. From the Bible, we get the concept of God as Trinity. In the Trinity, we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Yet they are all one. Holy Spirit, power. 
let's focus for a moment on the Holy Spirit. As we've already covered, the Bible reveals the Holy Spirit to us. More than that, the Bible also reveals the Holy Spirit's power. Though we see the Holy Spirit at work throughout the Bible, he takes center stage in the book of Acts. With close to 100 mentions, the Holy Spirit also takes part in creation as covered in the first chapter of the first book of the Bible. And the Holy Spirit is there as the Bible concludes taking a central role in the last chapter of the last book. The Holy Spirit is powerful and the Holy Spirit lives in us. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit and then obey what he says. Miracles and more. Throughout the Bible, we read about miracles of supernatural events that transcend physical realities. Some people make ineffective attempts to explain away miracles through logic, science, or region. All attempts fall short. Through faith, we accept the miracles we read about in the Bible as the manifestation of the reality of the spiritual realm. The Bible reveals angels and other supernatural beings to us. These aren't harp-playing cherubs floating on clouds with childlike innocence plastered on their face. These are powerful spiritual beings created by God who do his bidding and even battle on our behalf. The Bible also reveals another element of the spiritual realm to us. It is Satan, the devil. He exists in the spiritual realm, yet we see evidence of his work in the physical realm. Many people imagine Satan as God's counterpart doing battle against each other is equal opposing forces. Yet, the Bible reveals that Satan is an angel created by God. He later rebels against his maker. God, as creator, is more powerful than his creation. That means God is more powerful than Satan. Though the devil enjoys a time of authority to cause havoc in our world today, in the end, we know how the story ends. God will win and he will conquer his enemy, Satan. Last, the most important element of the spiritual realm that the Bible reveals to us is that we will experience a new life. This is a spiritual life that continues after physical death. Though no one is sure what our life after death existence will be like, the Bible reveals to us that it is real. As followers of Jesus, we can expect to spend eternity with God in the spiritual realm. And then it will all become clear. 1 Corinthians 13, 12. For now, we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. We are more than corporal, so much more. We are more than just a body. 
Let's not even consider our physical being first. Instead, let's begin with our spiritual being and build it up. We are spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. First Thessalonians 5.23 May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible reveals the spiritual realm to us, though it's hard to comprehend from our present physical reality, the Bible gives us glimpses into it and what it means. We must grasp this and accept it for our future. And when we get there, I suspect it will be more real than the reality we currently experience in the physical realm. Thank you for supporting Protégé Podcast, a storytelling podcast that shares the gospel across the globe, one story at a time. Have a blessed week.